0: Today, on the political theory of everything, I will be giving you your daily dose of news for today's date, Tuesday, July 20th. To start off our news today, we have an uh, an article from the Daily Wire. The title of this one, quote, you do not know what you are talking about, end quote. Fauci lashes out at Senator Rand Paul for suggesting he lied to Congress. So uh, the subtitle then is a quote from Fauci. If anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. So Dr. Fauci lashed out at Senator Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky, on Tuesday for suggesting he lied to Congress when he claimed the National Institute of Health, the NIH, never funded gain of research, uh, gain of function research in Wuhan. Paul began the the tense exchange by implying that Fauci perjured himself when he last testified before the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee on May eleventh. Quote, Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. On your last trip to your committee on May 11th, you stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, end quote. They are referencing a paper by Dr. Shi Li of the Wuhan Virology Lab, and that claims that the NIH did actually fund the research into SARS-related coronaviruses for gain-of-function research. Paul asked, quote, knowing it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement, end quote, to which Fauci responded, quote, Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress and I do not retract that statement, end quote, this, pa- uh, well, quote, sorry, um, this, this statement, this paper that you are referring to was judged and qualified staff up and down the chain as not being a gain of function, end quote. So basically they say that, yes, they did fund that research, but it wasn't gain-of-function research, uh, even though it appears to be gain-of-function research. He then said, quote, you take an animal virus and you increase transmissibility to human. You're saying that it is not uh, gain-of-function question mark? And end quote. And then Fauci says that is correct. Uh, You don't know what you're talking about. And yeah. Um, So it was quite a heated exchange. It went on for a bit. Uh, back and forth. I just read to you, so I won't play the clip of it, Um, but they basically just go back and forth pretty heated. And doctor, uh, Senator Rand Paul is a medical doctor, and so um, he does have some knowledge, uh, at least some knowledge, and that's why they tend to go back and forth, because it's basically medical personnel versus medical personnel on what's happening and such. So that happened today, uh, earlier today, this morning. And so, there is that news article. I'm going to try going through these quickly for you. I know the last art, uh, last few uh, podcasts have been relatively long, so next one: CNN. Jeff Bezos reveals what the crew talked about before liftoff. Um, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos caught up with CNN's Anderson Cooper after returning to Earth Tuesday, reflecting on a trip to space and the moments before takeoff. Um, basically, a lot of a lot of the billionaires that have had their own. Um, that have had their own spaceships like spacex all those they're going up into space in their own things i'm guessing to show like look we trust our own things you should do it you should you know sign a contract and all that with us and so jeff bezos did that um in his he had a 10 minute and 20 second flight i believe um and so uh this article i really just pulled up for the point of talking about just how all these companies are now um going up the, the, the owners of the companies, the, the bosses, the CEOs of the companies are now going up in their own spaceships to show basically like you can rely on this spaceship, it's trustworthy. And so um, uh, that's pretty much the majority of this article. So now the blaze. Court rules California law requiring use of transgender pronouns as a violation of free speech. Um, The state of California 3rd District Court of Appeals ruled that a state law requiring the use of preferred pronouns by nursing home workers violated their free speech rights. Um, The court struck down the uh, pro-transgender regulation on Friday in a unanimous 3-0 decision. The provision was a part of the LGBTQ Long-Term Care care Facility Residence Bill of Rights passed in 2017 and signed into law by then-governor Jerry Brown. The bill's author, State Senator Scott Weiner, or uh, Weiner, Weiner, uh, Democrat from San Francisco, released a statement lambasting the decision. Um, basically, says that this decision is offensive to transgender people. Uh, you could also say, in the reverse, that for the bill is offensive to Christian people, or I mean, most religion. It's offensive to certain people who don't wish to do that. So um, that's that's not a very good argument. Um, but this is, this is, I, I can see this being something that's going to be, uh, be argued quite, quite a bit over the next few years. Um, as a Christian, I refrain from using people's pronouns because I'm basically supporting and backing up their choice. And so, um, there's that, but, um, the, the, uh, here it is. So here's the punishment, f- um, for for not using their pronouns. The law could have punched a healthcare provider with a year in prison as much as a $1,000 fine for prolonged abuse involving the violation of the provisions, including the misuse of preferred pronouns um so we'll see if other states follow along in this thing i imagine they will but there's california and that's big for california cbs news title two co-workers confided in each other about their husband's illnesses then both donated a kidney to the other's husband i thought this was just a much more happy story uh, than usually or a much happier story than we usually get to spread um and not as political um last year two women were chatting in the bathroom at work and discovered their co-worker could help save their husband's life life uh, Tia Wimbush and Susan Ellis worked at Children's Healthcare of, of Atlanta for over a decade and were in the same department for five years. A mutual friend had told them they had something in common. Wimbush's husband Rodney and Ellis's husband Lance were experiencing kidney failure, so they um, confided in each other about the kidney disease. And uh, this disease affects apparently around 37 million people in the United States. And then they found out, apparent they found out that each other had blood type so each co-worker asked each other and they had the same blood type as the opposite's husband and so they realized that they could both be potential matches for each other's husbands and so they did the surgeries it seems that they were all successful and everything's good but that's awesome so um quite quite the miracle you know like what you would say what are the odds um, what are the what are the chances that oh well you both uh, you guys should talk to each other you both have husbands with kidney failure or kidney disease and it's like oh and then you also happen to be able to donate each other's to each other's husbands and help them so quite a good story there uh it's always nice to hear those moving on fox news this one's an update so i saved it for last and the title of this one's Saki not calling texas democrats trip to dc a super spreader as more officials test positive um basically, um a sixth Texas Senator has been tested positive for COVID and uh, a White House staff member also has been tested positive for COVID. Uh Peter Ducey asked if this could be considered a super spreader event, uh, because more than ten percent of the traveling Democrats have tested positive, and they said uh no, it's not a super spreader event, and that um that it's good that they still continue to fight for voting reform. So you look at this event and you say, you see the White House saying, well, yeah, they got COVID, but it's worth it for what they're fighting for. And it's like, okay, so obviously COVID-19 isn't that big of a deal because these are older people who are getting it. So obviously COVID-19... I mean, it's just weird how it's like the White House one at one moment is trying to tell you it's the most deadly thing. And then the next moment they're like, well, no, it's worth getting for for fighting a bill. It's like, what? Um, it's It's just... Uh, It's very contradictory. There's a John Hopkins doctor came out and said, um, or uh, Dr. Um, Marty McCary said that based off what he can tell, um, out of the 335 kids, I believe it is, who have um, quote-unquote died uh, from COVID, it appears that all of them had secondary conditions. So it, it would mean that all of them died with COVID but that zero kids this entire pandemic appear to have died of COVID itself by itself. So you just see these issues coming up. Um, these, like how schools are like, well, kids all, they all have to wear masks. You, they gotta wear masks and all these things and whether they're vaccinated or not. And it's like, but they're safe. And if their parents are vaccinated, shouldn't they be safe too? It's just very contradictory. And uh, it's making a lot of people question their governments and then uh, more than they already are. And so, this is mainly just the update six people plus a white house staff basic a staff member who was with them partied with them blah 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 um that's the update for this none of them appear to have it very serious though so um, it, um that's pretty much it for that uh, they just say that they hope they have a speedy recovery so nothing huge um and that's going to con- uh that's pretty much going to conclude our news because there isn't There aren't very many new ones, um, pretty much just repetitions of what we've already seen. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday and a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening.